0: Our second scripture lesson this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew. Let us listen for God's word. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now. For it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved with whom I am well pleased. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Loving, holy, and gracious God, we come this Sunday on the baptism of the Lord, and we know that Jesus was baptized and that we gather as baptized people. And yet, what does that mean? What does it mean for us to be your beloved? To be united in love and in a death like Christ and to rise in a life such as his? So come to us now and may your voice thunder over the mighty waters that we may truly hear your words of affirmation to us. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. One Christmas, my family and I had won a trip to, or we had actually bid. (laughs) One is a sort of generous word for when you bid on something and pay for it and get it at a silent auction. We We had bid for an apartment in California. And so we all flew out to California, and that apartment building had a... Underground garage, and the garage had an echo. And our kids were very young then, and so they loved making that echo in this cavern of a cement garage. And so every time we came down to get the car, they would play with the echo. And my three year old at the time chose the same words every time I love you, mom. Mom, I love you. Which is amazing because she would also say at other times, You've ruined my life. At the age of three, nonetheless. And it was so wonderful to just be engulfed by that love. And isn't that what we want to hear from God? That we are so loved. I love you, my son. My daughter, I love you. Jesus certainly heard this. He went out to find John baptizing people, washing them to prepare them to meet the Messiah who was coming into the world. And when Jesus found John, John knew that there was something backwards about this, and yet he consented because Jesus said, this is what is right for now. And Jesus went down into the Jordan River. I don't know how many of you have been to the Jordan River lately, but that is not a pure flowing stream of water. In fact, when you go and you look at the Jordan River, it is really muddy, It is really muddy. And Jesus went down into all of that mud and all of the chaos of that water and the death and the injustice and all of the sin of our own choices and the systems that kill us. And Jesus went down into that river, down into all of that. Once when I lived on Long Island and was chaplain for the fire department, Some of the firemen told me this story of how one very rainy, foggy night, a woman was driving on Cedar Beach right next to the shore. And she drove to pick up her husband, and she couldn't find him in the dark and in the rain. And she became confused and drove out on a dock and then over the edge of the dock. And some firemen were there and saw all of this happening. And the mother, she had her baby in the car. The mother was able to get out, but she couldn't get the child out of the car seat. And a fireman dove down and got the baby and came up car seat and all just as that baby gasped for air. And I think that that is something of what God does for us. That we are, as humanity, drowning in injustice and unkindness and all of the things that kill us. God has watched us get lost in poverty and bitterness. And God sent Jesus to come down into that water and save us and pull us out. Well, Jesus, having gone down into the waters of the Jordan, as he comes up, the heavens break open, and there the Spirit of God pours out of heaven and onto him like a dove and a voice from the heavens which is a rabbinic phrase, meaning an echo of a word uttered in heaven. Jesus hears this echo of a word uttered in heaven saying, You are my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. And the Hebrew translation is also, in whom my soul delights. And in that we hear echoes of the prophet Isaiah from that servant song which Jim read for us. Here is my servant, God says, whom I uphold, my chosen, in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit on him. He will bring forth justice to the nations. Jesus hears that echo of God's promise from the prophet Isaiah. And Jesus hears that echo of the voice of God that was over the waters of creation and brought forth light. And life. And Jesus hears that echo of the words that God spoke to Abraham and Sarah, saying, Leave your family and leave your home and go to a new place, and I will bless you. And through you, I will bless all the nations of the world. And Jesus heard the echo of Moses conversation with God when God called to Moses out of the burning bush and told him that he was to go down to Egypt and free the slaves. And this was the same voice that Elijah heard on the mountaintop, that still small voice where God said to Elijah, Elijah what are you doing here? Go back and do the work that I have called you to do. The sound of God's voice changes people's lives. You are my beloved child. In you my soul delights. So what do we hear when we celebrate baptism? What do we experience? Do we know that we have been pulled through the waters of death and saved for a life of meaning and purpose and joy? Baptism is one of our portals to God, through which God reaches out to us and pulls us into love. It is through which God speaks to us of God's profound love for us, affirming us as God's own United with Christ for a life of meaning and purpose, of service and self giving love. I have talked with people, I was raised and baptized Presbyterian, although in a Methodist church. But I have talked with people who were baptized as adults or as older children, and they can remember their baptism. And one woman in particular told me about her baptism in a creek and how the church went down all together with the pastor and how she went down as a young girl and was baptized by full immersion. And it wasn't just, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. This was, I baptize you in the name of the Father. Come up gasping for air. And I baptize you in the name of the Son. Come up, gasping for air. And I baptize you in the name of the Holy Spirit. Come up, gasping for air. Now, this is something that you do not forget. This person really had a powerful experience. And sometimes when we sprinkle water on infants, you've got to wonder if we're really celebrating the sacrament of baptism. Don't we sometimes want to have had that powerful experience that we can never forget that God has touched us with love? If we've been baptized as infants, we can't remember that we were baptized. And if we're lucky, maybe our mother or father will sort of remember. And if we're really lucky, there will be a baptismal gown and our mother won't have put it away and moved and lost it. Um, no matter how hard she tries to find it and only has the booties. And if we're really, really lucky, there'll be a baptismal certificate from our church that somebody has saved somewhere so that we have some record that this happened. Of course, we don't remember that we were born. But we are alive. In the Presbyterian Church and in other churches that baptize infants, we do so because we believe that God's grace comes to us even as young children, before we can even know that we are loved. Before we are even aware or can comprehend anything, God has reached out to us and pulled us into new life love. We may wish that we had had some dramatic experience, some extraordinary experience, that once-in-a-lifetime altering event that we can never forget. But our baptism, however we were baptized, is a once-in-a-lifetime life-altering event that we can, if we choose Never forget. God claims us. God tells us we are loved. God delights in us. And this is extraordinary that the creator of the universe not only knows about human beings, not only created us, but cares about us and loves each of us. And this is astonishing that God even delights in us. And that is particularly astonishing because we're not always delightful people. This is extraordinary. And yet it is also very ordinary because it is true for every human being. Baptism is the Christian portal to God. And all of the great faiths have other portals to God. And God can reach through to anyone with any faith or no faith at all through that portal to God. But we have this one. It is ours. Water has a way of shaping things. And baptism, is extraordinary because the Spirit comes to us and we can know that in something as ordinary as water. And water can be as dramatic as a typhoon or a hurricane that completely changes a landscape and is dramatic and happens all at once. But in just ordinary ways, water can shape our landscape. The waves that lap on the shore and alter the shape of that shoreline a heavy storm that can change the flow of a stream. The Colorado River ran through a landscape of rock and sediment and over many years carved out the Grand Canyon. Out of something incredibly ordinary like running water came something extraordinary. God's Spirit flows through us. Every time we touch water, bathe an infant, pour a cup, take a sip, we have the opportunity for God's love to flow through us and shape our lives in a very intentional way. We can remember. Every time we hear the faucet run, the water splash, The rain hit the window. We can hear the echo of God's voice that thundered over the Jordan River. You are my beloved. In you, my soul delights. There's a story about the great reformer, Martin Luther. And Martin Luther struggled to... To be faithful. He truly struggled with God to know what was the right thing for him to do. And when he struggled with God and what he believed and what his faith taught him, he did not shout, I believe. He shouted, I am baptized. Rather than trusting in what he could do in his faith and how hard he tried to believe, he trusted in God's action toward him and what God had done for him. God's claim on his life. The voice of God saying to him, I love you. I am with you. I have saved you for a life of purpose and joy. You are mine. The echo of a voice uttered in heaven. As we go out of the sanctuary today, there are some baskets, and in the baskets, there's little cards that say, I am baptized. So that you can join with Martin Luther and shout out, I am baptized. Tape it up where you can see it, or put it in your wallet and say it every day, and let it shape you. Hear the echo of God's voice. I love you, my son. My daughter, I love you. In you, my soul delights. Amen.